Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. So we're making room for more happiness because I think that's just kind of the bottom line, isn't it? I mean, really, if you and I were to sit down and we were to talk about your family a little bit and you talk about your relationship, I think at the end of whatever it is you might want to say, you'd say, you know, really, we just want to be happy. We just want to have a a happy family. If there's problems or stress on the job, maybe you're not being appreciated or your income level's here or it's here or even if it's here. I think at the end of the conversation, you say, I just want to be happy at work. You know, I spend a lot of time there. I want to be happy or I'm in a dating relationship and I just want to enjoy it. I want to go out and have dinner, see a funny movie and laugh a little bit. You know, I, I don't want any ex drama. I don't want any of that. I, just, I just, want the, just want the thing to be happy. Because really, when you boil it all down, the bottom line in life, we just want to enjoy life. We just want to be a happy person. We just want to live a, a happy existence. Well, that's, that's what I want to talk about this, this, this week. I picked it up last week, and last week I asked you a question. I said, uh, I said are you a happy person? And, uh, uh, you know, and, of course, I was talking about the fact that are you a happy person in general? Not that you don't face challenges. Not that you won't go through sad times and trouble. The Bible tells us that. Not that you're gonna, not going to go through uh, seasons of grieving. But even during those seasons of grieving and difficulties and challenges, your joy, your peace, your happiness just really don't seem to go too far away. Well, here's another question for you. If you only had a few days left and you could reflect back over what your life's been so far, would you say you've had a happy life? Well, think about it. Not just little pockets of time, not just little honeymoon seasons, but if you only had a few days left, would you say you have had a happy life? Well, we're making room for happiness because the enemy wants to fill your life with worry, fear, and instead of peace and sincere gratitude to God. And God wants you to experience joy. He wants you to experience happiness, and he wants you to do so for his glory. Quick recap, Psalms chapter 5 on the side screen. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them that all who love your name may be what? Filled with joy. Man, we're not talking about getting a little bit of it. We're talking about filled up, overflowing with joy and with happiness. Psalms 86 on the side screen. You are my God. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am calling on you constantly. What are we saying? Give me happiness. We're constantly asking God for happiness because that is the bottom line to do life on this earth and to do it for his glory. O Lord, for I give myself to you. Now, why is that so important? Because he's the source. If you give yourself to anything else on this planet and think it's going to make you happy, you happy whether it be money, a relationship, another person, a job, whatever it might be, you are going to climb a ladder that is going nowhere. But when you give yourself to God, you do so because he's the source of it. Give me happiness. Take a look at this on the sky screen. When we are pursuing the things that don't have the power to make us happy, we are ignoring the ones that do. And oh, oh man. 
have I seen this in 39 years of ministry. People who go after all kinds of things that they believe are going to make them happy, and it never will. Last week in the 11 o'clock service, something kind of funny happened, and it hadn't happened to me for a very long time, but in the middle of my teaching, I could feel, as I hit on one particular topic, pushback. Now, if you've been communicating for a long time, you read people very well, and I I kind of like getting right down here with you and where I can make eye contact with you. And even though those of you are sitting in the back, I, I have pretty good vision, you know, long distance wise. So I can kind of, bam, I can kind of see what your facial expressions are. But, but last week, I hit a topic and I could feel, ooh, I could feel and see body language change. The second I hit it, I could feel eyeballs in the room starting to roll as I said it as if I were an alien that they could not relate to. <laughs> now, pastors are used to this. We, we hit one topic all the time where we hit, hear pushback and feel pushback, and that's the topic of money. We talk about money, oh. And pastors, good pastors, are like a parent of a preschool child. Anytime we talk about money and go, oh, money. We're like, we treat it like they're a kid. We treat you like you're a child and like you're not eating your vegetables. No, 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 no. You need to tithe. It'll make you grow up big and strong financially. I don't care if you like it or not. Eat it, tithe, right? So pastors do not care. If we get pushed back on something that is totally in the Bible and somebody doesn't want to do, we don't care about that. But last week I hit a topic and I was a little bit shocked. You know what the topic was? Anybody want to guess? Marijuana. And it was so funny. Didn't feel it at 9 o'clock, so congratulations. <laughs> but at 11, one-third, I'm guessing, but this is what I felt, one-third of the people at 11 went, oh, who's this old guy? Right? And it was really hilarious because after it was over, I felt it so strong, I thought, I'm going to walk through the lobby and just see what kind of feels like out here. <laughs> I walked right into a pack of teenage girls, and the second I walked up to them, I can feel them going. They're all talking, and I walk in, they go, <laughs> and I thought, I got my target. <laughs> so, and I love stuff like that, right? So since I had pushback back last week on that topic, ding, ding, round two. <laughs> Listen, on a three-minute round, it's only going to be a three-minute round, so just hang on just for a second. My granddaughter's 18 years of age. She just graduated from high school, and I know all of her friends smoke pot. I know they all use edibles and things like that. They have them freely. So I will close my texting with her sometimes by signing off like this. Pop loves you. I pray for you every day. Stay off the weed, smiley face. <laughs> and this is what she texts me back. She said, she texted me back this, I'm broke, that is not even an option, sad face. <laughs> 39 years in ministry, I think I've talked to, I don't know how many, hundreds, I could say hundreds, that would be understating it, thousands, you know, I think we're probably right in 39 years of ministry. And I've not talked to one young person, one individual who said something like this. I felt like I was broke and I was stuck in place. Then Colorado legalized marijuana. My mind is clearer. My job interviews go better. My energy and my productivity went up. I'm competing better with the competition than I ever had before. And God just opened up a window of heaven on me. It was like... Pfft. 
Yeah, man. Not once. Not one time. I mean, you would think I would just stumble over somebody in 39 years that would say, yeah, pot made me happy. Edibles, that's the answer. And the argument, I got one minute left, the argument, <laughs> I can see the timer, bell's about to ring. The argument is this, well, must not be nothing wrong with it, Colorado legalized it. All right? Having an extramarital affair is legal. Okay, for your mom to have about three of them. You think that would bring more happiness into your home if your dad and mom used to have extramarital affairs? How about if they've introduced pornography into their sex relationship? Do you think, you know what? In all the years I've been in the ministry, nobody has ever told me the answer to happiness is bring porn into the marriage. No one has ever said, you have three affairs, I'll have four affairs. We'll be swingers. That's what we'll do. And woo, we'll bring some joy up in this house. Nobody has ever said the marriage was miserable. We started smoking pot and doing drugs and woo, now we got a future. Not one time in 39 years. What is permissible does not necessarily bring happiness. That's what the scripture says when it says, you, God, give me happiness. You are the source of it, and you are wasting your time, your money, your energy, and your argument with me concerning anything else bringing joy into your life. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go to the mail. Because God wants you to be happy. I may be silly if I told you there wasn't enjoyment in that stuff. Sure, you can have an extramarital affair, and it might be fun. And you'll do drugs. Why would people do drugs if it wasn't fun? But the Bible says it's for a season. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 25. The Bible says the fleeting pleasures of sin are the pleasures of sin for a season. And God wants you to be happy for life, not for just a short period of time. Psalms 105, side screen, hallelujah, thank God. Pray to him by name. Tell everyone that you meet what he has done. Sing him songs. Bow out some hymns. Translate his wonders into music. Honor his name with hallelujahs. You who seek God, live a happy life. That is a command, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not something you wait for or something that is handed to you. You have to do it or you won't have it. And God said, live a happy life. So these are the actions that happy people do. We hit them last week. I'm going to fly through them. Happy people have a personal relationship with Jesus. Psalm 16, verse 9. I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. I am firmly informed you canceled my ticket to hell. That is not my destination. So those of us that have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the ticket to hell has been canceled. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Number two, happy people are filled with the Holy Spirit. Number three, happy people are not lazy about their happiness. They decide, I am going to be a happy person, and then they go after being a happy person. Number four, happy people pursue goals. Happy people pursue goals. Find a happy person, and you will find a project in process. Wow. Bible puts it this way, without vision, the people perish. Hmm. My mom just had her 87th birthday. You know what she wanted on her 87th birthday? She wanted an iPhone. My mother wanted an iPhone that had big print on it so she could read it. So we gave her an iPhone 6 Plus, I think it is. The one that's a little bit bigger than this. Am I right on that? In the 6 Plus or something like that? And uh, it's got Siri on it and everything. And this is why she wanted it. She said, I want an iPhone, the first iPhone smartphone she's ever had. She said, I want an iPhone. She didn't see very good, hear very good or anything like that. She said, but I want an iPhone because I want to do what all the rest of the family's doing. I said, well, what's that? She said, taking pictures, taking videos, and texting. 
I go, well, that's cool. Well, my brother and his wife got her one for her 87th birthday. They told me about it, so I sent her a text. And this is what my text said. I said, that is great, Mom. Are you figuring it out? She texted me back. Hashtag, hashtag T for backslash seven. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> As some of you are saying, you ought not to pick on your 87-year-old mother. She so deserves it. Man, uh, if you're going to be a happy person, you're going to be pursuing goals. And I don't care how old you are, you can't stop. There's no retirement in this life for you, not till you leave this life. So whatever that goal might be, whether it be to educate yourself in the air of a, you know, an iPhone or whether it be you know, something else, that you're constantly moving forward. You've constantly got something on the table. You're constantly pursuing the next goal. And here's why. Look at the side screen. The average mood study show of a person sitting on a sofa watching a sitcom is what? You know, if you just turn that off, I, I, honest to God, I think you'd have a lot more happiness in your life if you would watch less TV. I, I love TV. Me and Anna have programs we like to watch. I, I'm about sick of HGTV, though. I'll have to tell you right now, Lord <laughs> Jesus, you can walk in my house and tell who's been in the room last, whether it's on the Golf Channel 401, Dish 401, baby, or whether it's on HGTV. Oh, my God. It's like a constant fight. It's just recall HGTV, recall golf, recall HGTV. Seriously, if we had two remotes, we would get a divorce. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Whew. But listen, I cannot. I, I'm telling you right now, I am not a person that can watch a lot of TV. And here's why. It depresses me. It depresses me. Man, I used to, Ann and I got into Dateline for a little while. We would watch Dateline shows. And oh my goodness, I, Dateline makes you, makes you look at everybody weird. Me and Ann are sleeping beside each other going, <laughs> really? I mean, you just can't do it. You've got to have something going on in your life. And that's why being a part of Fellowship Church, there's always stuff going on here. The next goal is always being climbed after. The, the next vision is always being cast. I mean, come on. Happy people understand the benefits of laughter. That's number five. Happy people understand the benefits of laughter. One of the best stress relievers God ever created was laughter. When you take the time to see the humor in life, it's just like you're taking medicine. Studies tell us that people who laugh on a regular basis live longer, they're healthier, and they have better relationships. And one of the most important people in your family is the one that makes you, the rest of us laugh. Not the person that's always serious. And which one are you? Which one are you? I, there's serious Dan and there's funny, happy Make Anna laugh, Dan. And on any given day, which one do you think Anna wants? She's sick of serious, Dan. I'll tell you right now. I'm sick of serious, Dan. But the person in your life and in your family who makes the rest of you laugh, they're the ones you can't wait to see on a Friday night or a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon lunch. But the one that's that uncle that's always serious and talking about the downfalls of Obamacare, Oh, my God, please, not again. Right? Right or wrong, it doesn't make any difference. And, yes, we have to have serious conversations sometimes. But you know when we don't have to have serious conversations? All the time. Right? 
People just lighten up and make you laugh. Oh, my gosh. We got a ton in our family. We do. Our youngest grandchild is 10 years of age. Her name is Kayla. And last week, Dan and uh, Amelie had a funeral. So at the last minute, they called us up and said, hey, this is kind of a heavy funeral, pretty serious. And uh, we need some security at the building. They're coming. So basically, they asked if we would keep the girls. And we said, you bet we will. We'll keep them. So they came over to the house. They walked in. They're hungry. And uh, so we said to the, Kayla, the, the, the youngest, you're the youngest today. You get to pick where we go to eat. And she goes, hmm, I think I want to go to Taco John's. And me and Grana immediately, we immediately said, that place is closed, honey. They're not, they're not open. They're, they're gone. Bu- building's empty. <laughs> building's empty. It's closed, right? Okay. And because years ago, we ate at a Taco John on 12th Street over by the college years ago. And we drove by and it was empty. It was gone. And, and so she goes, she goes, I don't think so. And I go, yeah, it is. It's empty. She goes, well, can we just drive by there and look? And I go, okay. We'll drive by there and look. But you better get a plan B because Grant and I know Taco John's in there anymore, hon. So we're driving down North Avenue. Got the college on the left. Here's 12th Street. We're looking over this building. And so I just humor, you know, just to prove Papa was right. I said, I said, I said baby, where do, you, where do you think Taco John's was? What building do you think it was in? And she goes, well, it's... It's in the building right up there underneath the sign that says Taco John's. <laughs> I seriously about wrecked the car. I'm not kidding you. But be the person in your family that the rest of them are going to miss the most when you're gone. Because life is serious enough. Somebody in the family's got, I know you run a business up on the Mesa. But, and that's tough, and it's seasonal and all those kind of things. But somebody's got to bring joy and laughter into that place, or I'll tell you what, I won't go, right? And the time I was up there and you sat down on a stool beside me when I was recovering from a heart attack and played worship music for me when I was up there overlooking the lake of your lodge, I'm like, this, this guy knows how to have some fun. Knows how to have some fun. But, but is that true with you? Are you the individual in your home that make people laugh? My wife has the most... My wife is very funny. The problem with Anna's humor is every bit of it is sarcastic. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? But who are you in that home? Man, laughter. It's so important in your family. When you leave here today, honest to goodness, when you leave here today, you're going to be feeling better. You're going to be feeling stronger. You're going to be feeling a little healthier. You're lower. Your blood pressure is going to go down. You're going to be more creative, and you're going to feel better because you laughed a little bit. And don't let the enemy rob you from something that God made to be so very important in your life. Number six, happy people are grateful. Happy people are grateful. Man, God, uh, or the enemy pulled a... uh, the oldest trick in the book on Adam and Eve. They had everything that they needed to enjoy a great life. They had a perfect garden. They had perfect weather. And they had a naked person of the opposite sex to run around with them. Outdoors. I mean, there's naked fun inside, but naked fun outside, come on. Come on, I know you. Come on. That's some fun now. As long as there's nobody else on the planet, you know. <laughs> but to take your minds and your eyes off of what you already have and focus them on something you don't yet possess, that's the enemy's trick. Because it's really over there that'll make you happy. It's really that over here that'll make you happy. And when you're going for the things they, uh, 
people thought might make him happy, but you end up sometimes losing the things that really do. Because it really isn't over there. The grass really isn't greener. It really isn't. And 1 Thessalonians says this, always be joyful. That's really not an option for you. Well, my circumstances, I'll be happy when things happen differently. It's not really what God's talking about. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in how many situations? Every stinking one of them. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I, I think... I think some of the, I, I think one of the greatest gifts you have been given on this planet that could bring more joy and happiness and laughter in your life, are you ready for this, is sitting by you. But what happens after we've been married 10, 20, 30, 40 years, we start looking at them not like everybody else looked at them or not like you used to. We just kind of slip, we miss, we uh, get a little lazy. I got an email a while back. It's on the side screen. Take a look at this. So we had a power outage last week on my PC, TV, and game console went down immediately. It was raining and I couldn't play golf, so I had to talk to my wife for a few hours. She seems like a nice person. <laughs> I'll bet she is. Happy people fully engaged. There's only one way to live life if you're going to be happy. It's totally in, totally engaged. In your job, you're all about it. Showing up early, leaving a little bit late, man, you hit the ground running, baby. You hit the ground running. You know, I, I hear people tell me sometimes, they'll say, well, you know, I'd be happier uh, if I had a better job, if I had a better job. Okay. Well, here, here's how it works. When you are happier, then you get a better job. Can I, can I tell you as an employer for many, 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 many years, do you know what I do with unhappy people? Not now, because Dan's running the church, but you know what I used to do with unhappy people on our staff? I would get rid of them. Well, why wouldn't you do something to make them happy? Because I can't, right? I can't. Well, if I get a promotion and I get more money, then I'll be happy. Well, you're like a spoiled apple in a basket, and you're messing with the rest of us, so the best thing I can do for you is get you out of the basket. But if you're happy, I want to keep you around. This is Tim Roseberry's job security. <laughs> he makes the rest of us laugh. You think I'm kidding He's wonderful. He's wonderful. But you know what the best thing about Tim is? He's probably one of the funniest people we know. And when things are really dark and down and depressing and this is hard and this is difficult and this family and it's a funeral and oh my gosh, this happened and that happened, Tim has a way to just bring crazy humor to the table. I mean, it's crazy. Some of it's inappropriate, but it's, it's, it's crazy funny. Well, I'll be happy when this happens. Please hear what I'm about to tell you. It won't happen until you get happy. And then it'll happen. Because you're glorifying God with that decision. Take a look at this. All in when it comes to your job. All in when it comes to your church. 
all in when it comes to your relationships. If I'm going to spend my time doing this, I am going to do it with everything I got. And the most important thing is all in when it comes to God. All in when it comes to God. Deuteronomy 6, 5 said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. That, that's, that is my life verse. You want to know what my life verse is? I, I just read it. I just read it. I, I, I have seen people my whole life, listen, were the most consistent the, mo- the most consistent they were at anything was drugs. They were consistent with those. Sex, they were consistent with that. Porn, they were consistent with that. But God says, if you will just throw everything you got at your relationship with him, If one young person in our church, one, would just go, I'm going to be it. I don't care how they label me. I am going to be a, I'm going to be a person that is 100% in love with my God 24-7. He's got all of me. And I'm not thinking about what I'm not going to do because I'm only thinking about what I'm going to do. And there's the key. There's the key. He would change his generation. Why? Because the Heavenly Father is looking for a person like that. Take a look at this quote. I'm looking for someone fully committed to me. And when I find them, I will give them me standing beside them. And please tell me what you cannot do with your God fully committed and supporting you. Well, if he'd do that, then I'd get happy and have everything. No. If you get happy and do that, then you would have everything. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we love you so very, very much. You are so good to us. You make us laugh. You take us through difficult times. You build us up. You increase our joy. We cry out to you for happiness and you give us more. We search anywhere else for it. And the sin that might come with it, that escapism behavior, and a little bit of pleasure in it, doesn't last. And then we're back to being miserable again. So, Father, I pray, oh God, just one person in this room would throw everything they've got at you. No longer a small percentage of their heart and worship. No longer just a little bit of love and effort. No longer just mailing it in. No longer just trinkling in offerings and not giving the full tithe. No longer half-hearted, half-committed, half-minded. But their whole self. Just once in our life, just once, we just do it 
we go for it. And we give you all of us, all out, everything we got, fully committed to you. Because you deserve it. And here's another reason. So we can just see what would happen. (laughs) Wouldn't it be cool once in our life to see what would happen? And I ask this over everyone in this room. You'd increase their joy, increase their happiness. And Father, right now I pray in the name of Jesus, every person in here would become determined. Absolutely making a decision. (laughs) I'm just going to be happy. I'm just going to be a happy person. I can't make that decision for anybody else. But I can make it for me. And that's how I'm doing my life. I'm doing it happy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this, in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer at all, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or by email at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.